Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Good morning, everybody. It is a Wednesday, and welcome to Fantasy Sports Today, FST. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle, holding you down on a Wednesday. Blue, it'll be back in the saddle on Thursday. On Mondays and Wednesdays, though, we take this time on Fantasy Sports Today, merge it with Roto Experts in the morning, so the King, Scott Angle, and the Spittin' Statistician can have two full hours on Monday to react to everything we saw on Sunday, the previous week, and today to start to preview all of the lines, all of the ranks as you get ready for the following week, week six of the NFL season. I say that to mean if you are listening here on Fantasy Sports Today, anywhere you get your podcasts, go on and subscribe to Roto Experts in the morning as well so you can get the full look on a Monday and a Wednesday. We got Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, and the king, Scott Angle. I want to remind people, go on over right now to rotoexperts.com. Get the Roto Experts exclusive edge in-season fantasy package. Enter the promo code the King at checkout. Scotty, how you doing on a brand new hour on a Wednesday, FST. Doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, getting ready for more seasonal, more daily. Congratulations to our Colin Drew, who do, did so yeah. well uh, in daily this week. Good things happen to good people. I didn't do too badly myself using the daily Roto lineup optimizer. I made six times of what I put in, and believe me, I'm not just talking a quarter. I like that. I like what you're talking there. You talk about DailyRoto.com. Big ups to Colin Drew, the site where millionaires are made quite literally. And I also want to let people know, listen, the NBA season tips off in about a week. And the NBA lineup optimizer is now available as well over on DailyRoto.com. I want to let people know. Uh, Scotty, before we dive into these late afternoon games and their previews, uh, the one piece of news that I do think is important here, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars signed Jamal Charles to a one-year deal. Remember, we know Leonard Fournette is banged up inside injuries is saying this is going to be an issue for a while. Corey Grant got sent to IR with a Liz Frank injury, so his season is all but lost as well. That leaves TJ Yeldon, so they needed some depth, and they go ahead and signed the 31-year-old Jamal Charles. Um, Scott, this is just a depth sign. Right, this isn't on your radar for fantasy rosters, is it? If I have TJ Yelton, it is because inside mm, okay. injuries has been saying that Leonard Fournette could miss another three plus weeks. So if I have Yelton, I'm depending on him for the next month or so. I want Charles as a handcuff, otherwise, he's worthless. All right, absolutely. The other point that we've been discussing, you know, and it has impacts on your uh, in-season ranks, Scott, is that the Seattle Seahawks, you know, are now, it looks like they are morphing into a more of a run-heavy team. They are running the ball more than any team in the NFL, 57% of the time. You know, I want to ask you, what is that impact on guys like Mike Davis, Chris Carson? Are you more com- comfortable now with them? Because it looks like they're putting an emphasis on the running game. And then on the flip side, what does that mean for guys like Russell? Wilson, guys like Doug Baldwin. Tell me about the state of the Seahawks. Yeah, right now, you know, Pete Carroll, when he brought in Brian Schottenheimer, you know, who's been very up and down as a coordinator, though, but the one thing he has been able to do is been reestablish the run. And when the Seahawks earlier in, in Russell Wilson's career and when they were a consistent Super Bowl contender, really wanted to put an emphasis on a, a a strong running game and let Russell Wilson pick his spots instead of trying to carry the offense on his back. And, you know, that's what they, they've been morphing into. 
you know, if you remember those, those, those prime Marshall and Lynch years, you know, that's what they did. And then after Lynch left, Russell Wilson was still was trying to carry, you know, the offense on his back. And he, he went to from being like a top six fantasy quarterback to like a top three fantasy quarterback. Fantasy players want that. The Seahawks don't. They've been they've been uh, very good running the ball lately with a combination of two guys. If you can both use his flex plays, three consecutive 100-yard games. But for Russell Wilson, it means he's going to throw some touchdown passes because he's great play-action read option, but he only has one game over 200 yards this season. Yeah, we make this point all the time, Scotty. A lot of times what's good for the NFL team is bad for your fantasy team and vice versa, right? We love, you know, it's good for NFL offense if they have a fantasy herd, you know, that the quarterback can kind of identify and pick out and exploit mismatches, but that's not good for your fantasy team, you know? It's good for your fantasy team, you know, to be kind of in a negative game flow perhaps, but it's not good for the NFL team. So that is very, very interesting. Scotty, the other thing we talked about a little bit in the first hour here this morning was you know there are four two two and one teams in the NFL right now in the AFC North you got the Browns and you got the Steelers and excuse me in the AFC North you got the Browns and the Steelers in the NFC North you got the Packers and the Vikings which one of these teams Scotty are you least confident in they're all standing flat-footed in the same record two two and one with a tie in the division which are you least confident in do you still think the Browns are kind of a year away or do you think they could seriously actually content- keep this going with Baker Mayfield it's to me it's between the Browns and the Packers uh you okay. know I always thought the Packers were overrated coming into this season because you just can't base it on a quarterback you know there's there's not much of a running game. Uh, they're not that much different than the Vikings. The Vikings have a be- much better defense. So they are different, you know, as I talked this through. Uh, between the Packers and the Browns, I think the Browns are a more complete team. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. So I'm going to have to say the Browns by default. Although I think, uh, I think, I think defensively they're better than Green Bay. And you know, their running game is better than Green Bay. You know, it could be either one of those two, but I'm going to slightly lead towards uh, Cleveland. Okay, I hear you. And listen, Scott, the NFC North was one of the divisions, you know, when we went ahead and made our division picks, you know, and all of our picks uh, for the year. Um, you know, neither, none of our Super Bowl picks are really doing that great right now. You know, you and Blewett, you know, picked the, uh, the Texans and the Falcons. Both of those teams are, you know, under 500. My pick was, you know, above 500, but is not doing well necessarily either. I had the Chargers there at three and two and looking up at the, at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But I bring this up because in the NFC North, we went in different directions. You took the Minnesota Vikings. I took the Green Bay Packers. Both of those teams are now looking up at the Bears. Do you think the Bears can hold this off and win this division on the strength of their defense? Uh, the quarterback play is just so spotty. Uh, I, yeah, I, so I think if I ask the, you right I, now, I, who wins the NFC North? Then I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. I think they have the most complete team. <laughs> okay, interesting. You know, so it's at one point now, we've kind of mentioned all four teams in the NFC North as potential. I, d- I never mentioned. There, so I never mentioned Green Bay and Chicago. But I said combined because I definitely have. I oh, picked okay. the Packers to win this division. Did either one of us say Chicago? I don't you think we better Chicago. formally pick them, but they are three and one and in first place right now, so they're viable to win this division. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's only possible. four. I don't know that they're our pick. They're not necessarily our pick, but you know, it's definitely possible. You know, so we shall see. Um, all right, Scotty, let's keep it moving. I want to start looking at some of these four o'clock games, okay? And the first one that I want to talk about is really interesting: Denver Broncos. They host the Los Angeles Rams, right? And here's the thing. Another one of my home dogs. We talk about these home dogs. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, you know, it was – there you go. It was the Kansas City Chiefs who were a highly touted offense that went into Denver, and then they put forth what looked like a normal game, right? It wasn't these kind of crazy numbers that we saw. It was a much more normal game when the Chiefs went into Denver. I believe the final of that one was like 27-24, 27-21, something like that. Now the Rams come in, another high-octane explosive offense, but Denver and that defense will be there waiting for them. Six and a half points is a lot, Scotty. Um, and I actually think it might go up to the full seven. The Rams are also a little bit banged up. Cup 
and Cooks were concussed. Say that five times fast. Cup and Cooks were concussed in week five against Seattle. It looks like Cup has a better chance to, uh, you know, kind of make it back in time for this one. But the Rams depleted at wide receiver, go into a Denver defense that still have Chris Harris, still have Bradley uh, Roby, still get pass rush on the edge with Miller and Chubb. Um, do you think six and a half points is too much for the Broncos as home dogs at home? How do you think you think this Rams offense will be able to light Denver up the same as anybody else? The Chiefs didn't necessarily have that success. Yeah, uh, let's not do this with the Denver defense anymore. You know, they're not okay. they're not formidable. I know. Look, I know one of our listeners doesn't like to hear it. He's a big Broncos fan, but I'm being objective. It is what it is. They're the 13th-ranked defense in football right now. They're not dominant. It's reputation, and I think they played even worse than that in recent weeks. You know, look look at how they played against the Jets. It was it was just disgusting. This is not a defense that can stop anybody anymore. They're they're underachieving. They're a disappointment. And going against this offense, even if the receiving crew is depleted, you know, I I, I don't think uh, you know they'll be able to stop them. Another excellent game for Jared Goff. Uh, a lot of funneling to Robert Woods and Todd Gurley and maybe some Josh Reynolds here. And, you know, then you got Case Keenum playing catch-up. And, you know, that is a, a very, very bad thing. Uh, well, it's, it, it, can have, it can have mixed results. He could throw for 300 yards, but it could be with two touchdowns and four interceptions. So, you know, that, I, I, I think this has a tendency, you know, to, for the Rams to run away with this and be 6-0. and Denver could get blown out again. You know, the, mostly the reputation is on pass defense. They have the 18th mm-hmm. ranked pass defense right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not seeing Denver as a formidable opponent anymore. Okay, I hear what you're saying, and there's definitely the rankings and the numbers to back it up. I guess the one thing I would push you on when it comes to this is I think that Denver is a dramatically different team at home than they are on the road. So when you say what you saw them do, uh, what you saw them give up to the Jets last week, uh, you don't think they're much stronger at home? No, you know, they they have an overrated defense and a bad quarterback. Okay. All right, fair enough. So you would lay the six and a half points and take the Rams because you think it's going to – it's it's a a little bit of a blowout on this one. Okay, fair enough. that That might be my lock of the week right there. Might be a survivor pick for you. We'll make our survivor picks formally a little bit later on in the week. But I got to tell you, Scott, you know, this is a week where there are not many big spreads. We talked about the Vikings are a double-digit favorite at home. When we get to the Monday night football game, that's another big spread. Outside of that, you have these Rams as uh, you know, road six and a half point favorites. Outside of those three games, there's really not any spread that's more than like a field goal or three and a half. So it's going to be interesting finding some survivor picks this week. And also, you know, listen, I told you the Minnesota Vikings were a big favorite at double digits. Most people have already picked the Vikings, you know, but then again, if you did, you probably picked them against the Bills and you got banged out. So it's going to be very interesting in Survivor this week, but Scotty is very confident with the Los Angeles Rams. Real quick, Scotty, I got to go back to something that I just kind of wanted to spend a minute or two on, like at the the end of the last hour, but I'm intrigued by your response and people are talking about it on Twitter. I asked you what you do let's say we were in trade negotiations right and I was going to give you uh Jay Ajayi you were going to I was going to give you Jay Ajayi and you were going to give me Alex Collins let's say right and we were going back and forth we didn't know if we were going to accept it we were still kind of negotiating and let's say the last thing was me offering you that right Jay Ajayi I give you Jay Ajayi for Alex Collins and you didn't know what you wanted to do or whatever then on Sunday Jay Ajayi tears his ACL and you still have on that website a thing like, you know, Speeds has proposed the following deal to you. And now you know that the Ajayi that you would be giving up is really no value anyway because he's done for the rest of the year with an ACL. And you go ahead and accept that trade. You think that is kind of fair and ethical, all's fair in fantasy football, that it is my responsibility for immediately taking something like that down. If you catch it, you could accept it. And moreover, well, that's, that's why a little you would different than we were everything. discussing before. A little okay, bit so different than what it. we were discussing okay. before. Now, first off, it. when you said Jay Ajayi for Alex Collins, I did say I didn't know what I did about it. 
I would say, you know, to me, the trade doesn't make any sense. It's two similar players at the same position with a lack of upside. So it doesn't do anything. You know, I'm just going to yeah, hit that's the That's not what we're talking about, Scott. We're just talking on. about the concept of the, the, the injured Well, I just wanted to make that clear because you said that. Fine. But, it's not about the players. Yeah, but, uh, you know, if if one guy gets injured during a game – look, if if it's different, if it's like Collins for Dion Lewis and then the, you left the trade on the table – and then Dion Lewis, you offered him to me, and he has a blow-up game, and you left it on the table, and I hit accept, I, I hit accept, then there's nothing wrong with it. That's your fault. But if Jay Ajayi suffers in what looks like a season-ending knee injury, and then I accept, you it, accept it, I can see you I can see you frowning on that and saying that's bad fantasy ethics. Would, uh, so let's say you're the commissioner of a league, and someone brings that to you. That's exactly what happened. How do you rule as a commissioner on this? See, this is this is tough because commissioners don't want to step in and veto trades. Yeah. As a commissioner, I'm going to let it go because okay. for two so reasons. So it was my number, fault number for one, it out there. It was your fault for leaving it out there. Hmm. Number two, what you did wasn't ethical, but it's not against the rules. Yeah, no, I hear you. So let's say, and you're right, the Ajayi news came out kind of like on Monday, right? So not like in the moment. But let's say it's something that you saw on the field that it was obviously like a – let's say it's a couple weeks ago, right? We were negotiating back and forth about tight ends, right? Because tight end is such a wasteland, let's see, right? And I was going to offer you Tyler Eifert, right? And you were going to offer me whatever tight end you think would be a reasonable value back and forth before that injury, right? Whoever that is for you, Scott, whether it's a Vance McDonald whether it's a George, whoever it was, you know, the name of the player is not important. But then that trade is hanging there in the website. You, I proposed it to you. You have the opportunity to accept. You see the Tyler Eifert injury happen. You realize that that's a season ending for him live, you know, at 2.30 in the afternoon. And you now, who would have been giving up Tyler Eifert, realize that, oh, snap, now I'm getting whoever it is for zero. And you accept it. I mean... I hear what you're saying. You're, you're, talk, you're calling it unethical, but not against the rules. Right, and there's a very close distinction you have to make on that. You know, let, let the guy who accepted the trade and traded away the injured player, you know, let him hear all the crap from the rest of the league. You know, that, mm. that'll, be, uh, you know that'll, that'll be his penance. I hear you. I got one more question uh, that's in this same kind of vein. Um, in terms of ethics and rules. What about, I see there are trades that are out there, you know, and sometimes when you accept the trade, it's up to like when the commissioner like processes it, right? For it to actually show up on your roster. Sometimes there's waiting windows of an hour or a full day. What happens if you accept the trade, Scotty, at like 12.45 p.m. on Sunday? And then like the commissioner maybe pushes it through, but then that what that does is leave an empty spot in your roster and you're, you know, you're in the, parking lot of MetLife Stadium and you don't know that the trade goes through and you don't, you know, actually then insert the player in your starting lineup. What do you think about that? Like trades that get pushed through or formally accepted and through literally, you know, between 11 a.m. and 12.55 on Sunday morning. And then, you know, like you have to then still go in and accept that. But what if you don't get the notification that the trade has actually gone through and processed by the commissioner? I think that, uh, you know, it's a rare instance where you wouldn't get the notification. And, yeah. you know, this is what a smartphone is for. You know, you have to keep checking your lineup. You know, that's what your, your phone is for. Uh, yeah, I, th I, th I think it's your fault if, you, if you're not prepared for it. Really? That is interesting. You know, I mean, I hear you. You're right. That's what it's for. But what if I'm, you know, what if I'm tailgating at MetLife and I don't get service? You know, something like that. But I digress. We come on back. It's Fantasy Sports Today. Dane and Scott continue to break down the late afternoon games when we come back. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Fantasy best friends forever. Yo! Carton and friends. Yeah, buddy! And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go.
Welcome back. It is FST, where we do it like we do on the Discovery Channel. This is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FST, Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle. We're looking at all of our early previews here of week six so many ways that you can join the show if you want to help put the fun in functional sports radio first of all the number to call is 844-843-6879 also you can follow us on twitter i'm at spitting speeds the king is at scotty roto x and listen people uh listen scotty a lot of people reacting to some of the things we're talking about here in terms of like the rams as a road favorite also this idea about the ethics involved in fantasy trading like right up against the kind of time frame up at one o'clock or doing things if you know trades kind of hang out there on the ether you know and then all of a sudden a player goes down i'm recommending and it sounds like everybody else is to cancel all of your trades right away whether that's sunday morning or even thursday afternoon if there are players there on the thursday night game scotty i also want to let people know that dailyroto.com has their nba lineup optimizer now available that means you can use the same tools and projections that dailyroto.com nfl premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests that will start next week as the season tips off. We told you about the premium subscribers winning hundreds of dollars each night using DailyRoto.com. We told you about the subscribers winning thousands and tens of thousands. The ones taking down tournaments like Colin Drew winning 75K one day and then literally 150K the next day. Daily Roto has even produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million dollar tournament winners, including one earlier this season. If you are playing Daily Daily Fantasy Sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're just flat out doing it wrong. And you are now at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount, and you can start winning like my boy Colin Drew and doing that today. Scotty, like I said, the phone number to call is 844-843-6879. The phone lines are open if we want to have some people join us. In the meantime, I want to go to another game that we want to talk about. Just real quick. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, one thing that you said before the break, though, you said, "What's up? What if I'm in? What if I'm in MetLife Stadium and I'm tailgating and I get no internet? It's yeah. still on you. You know, I've had that situation like that yeah, in the past, I, I, yeah. where at game where at game time, I didn't know, you know, if I was going to have, I was going to have, uh, you know, internet or not. I tell the commissioner to call me, and then he can put it through. So I do everything I can to be preventative." I hear you. Listen, if you know on Twitter, if you see me uh, at Spit and Speed, you know I was at the Jets game um, last week. You know, had good coaches club seats, and I'll tell you what, me and the unicorn, we were deciding how are we going to get to the game? Are we going to take New Jersey Transit? Blah blah blah. And I was like, nah, we need to drive, and we need to put my comp- my laptop and the MiFi so I can get internet in the car so that before we actually walk into the stadium, I can have one last check of my websites and stuff to make sure, um, you know. That where everything is copacetic. Unfortunately, I still made a rookie mistake in one of my leagues, and it cost me, Scotty. In the Flex League of Experts, uh, run by the, our, our, our former colleague, the All-In Kid, um, I – check this out. My, the Bears were my defense, right? And uh, obviously, they're on bye last week. I, as a waiver claim, I successfully picked up the Baltimore Ravens defense. Right. I go ahead and I, you know, I'm looking at my team. I'm starting my lineup and all this stuff. someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day the fantasy sports radio network has you covered when you download the fntsy sports radio network app you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like college football today welcome to college football today weekend fantasy update they call me the fantasy jesus in this league is never short of exciting at itl and so much more download the fantasy sports radio network app in the itunes and google play store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long All right, guys, we're back on FST here. Dane Martinez and the King Scott Angle. Scotty, don't worry about it. I was telling a story about how I got I, I got screwed 
in a league that I was in last week with that same kind of situation, making this change in my starting lineup, and it didn't work out. Somehow, some way, I had the Bears as my starting defense last week in a league. Scott, even though I picked up the Baltimore Ravens just to start them this week, Ravens then got nine and a half points on my bench. The Bears got obviously zero in my starting lineup. I lost a matchup to Jeff Ratcliffe from Pro Football Focus by two points. Uh, how how are really they still in your lineup? I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I, you know, I picked up the Ravens. I little checked the little box, but then, you know, I, I did that. And then when I look checking the scores, when I get back home from the Jets game, I check all my scores and I saw that the Bears were my starting defense. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I emailed our former colleague for, uh, for some guidance. And it was like, yeah, I mean, that sucks. There's nothing we can do. And I was like, but I started them. And it really did make the difference. I then needed Jamison Crowder to get seven and a half uh, non-PPR points on he Monday night. He didn't to try check to make the, the transaction lock only to see if you actually made the change? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's there. It's there, you know, that I picked up the team. He's saying that they can't check to see if I put them in the starting lineup or not. But I digress. It is what it is. Um, you know, obviously, I checked my starting lineups. I obviously, you know, don't have yes. a defense on by in my starting lineup. I, I would have went the hey, extra length to check with, check with my fantasy league. I would have went that extra length. Yeah. Personally, okay, maybe I, maybe I will, you know. But you know, I hate people crying over spilt milk and stuff like that. But you're right, still I though, should. You, you know, it's, a, it's, it's right. not about not being Absolutely a complainer. Right. We'll if see. you if you did that and that made the difference in yeah. a win and a loss, I'm it bitching sure about it. I'm taking it to the highest yeah. possible level. I don't care if people think I'm a complainer or not. If I did that and yeah. I I know that I did that, no, I, yeah. I earned the victory. Yeah, I want to check with my fantasy league. Yeah, I hear you. And maybe that is what I'll do and follow up. You know, out of the like six leagues that I'm in, this is the one that I have as the lowest priority. I'm this is the only one that I'm not really doing in that I'm not in contention. Uh I was one in three because of this. I fell to one in four, but I should, in my opinion, be two and three. I did have uh, you know. Hey, but it is what it is. Hey, let's keep it moving, though. People don't want to hear about my team. Let's keep on talking about other people teams so that they can, you know, win their leagues and win their cash. The next game I wanted to talk about was the Jacksonville Jaguars in a non-conference road game going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Listen, this one is interesting to me because, Scott, we all know about the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. We know they are stout. And the thing is, honestly, the Cowboys now are one-dimensional. There's Zeke Elliott and not a whole lot else. We know their passing game is not there. We know you've said it many times. It's the worst wide receiving core potentially in the entire NFL. Now with these Jacksonville Jaguars secondary, I think they'll have no issue locking down Cowboys wide receivers. And they'll try to put, you know, all 53 men in the box to stop Zeke Elliott. Um, I struggle to see how the Cowboys score points in this one. Yeah, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and uh, I think the Dallas defense is actually a good start here. It's interesting that Jerry Jones was saying that we've never really had a number-one wide receiver, and people took it as a shot to Dez, but Dez was saying, look, you know, I really wasn't. You know, It was, it was Jason Witten. Uh, it, it's going to be low-scoring games very often with, with the Dallas Cowboys. It's you know, The only guy you can really start is Zeke Elliott. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Listen, though, Scotty, over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten a lot of people asking me about Blake Bortles. You know, like, oh, Blake Bortles, he's playing well. You know, Blake Bortles, blah, blah, blah. He's doing great. And I'm like, did you see the four interceptions against Kansas City last week? You know, it's kind of one of those things where what's bad for the real team is good for a fantasy team because those garbage time numbers are still kind of there. I look in the... uh in-season ranking, Scott, you have Bortles all the way down at QB 21 behind guys like Joe Flacco, Derek Carr, who we're talking about, Andy Dalton, who we've given out, you know, even the declining Russell Wilson. He's behind them, behind Baker Mayfield. This is not, is this the week uh, you like Baker May, uh, Blake Bortles, or do you think they just try to run the ball, keep it low scoring, keep it conservative, and just get out of Dallas with a win? Yeah, I, I think that's what they do. It's... Uh... I think both defenses are a good start here. Uh, yeah, Dallas has some really tall and underrated corners there, and a pretty good defensive line. You know they are they are they are uh, vulnerable though at linebacker without Sean Lee. So T.J. Yeldon should have a pretty good game. Okay, so we like that. Um, Scott, though, you like the Jaguars on the road to get a win. There's another one of these home dogs here. Dallas are three-point underdogs at home. If you like such a low-scoring game, though, three points could really be a difference, you know, in lower-scoring games. So uh, are you laying the points with Jacksonville? Uh, yeah, I think I have to. Just uh, a really good defense against 
you know, uh, against you know, maybe maybe the worst offense in the NFC. Okay, fair enough. We talked a little bit about the Ravens and Titans earlier when we were talking about the AFC North, the two two and one teams. We talked about them a little bit as well when we were talking about Alex Collins and Buck Allen. I also want to ask you, listen for these Ravens. Let's talk about the passing game a lot, a little bit more. I mean, I have Joe Flacco as my QB two in a uh, two quarterback league and I'm comfortable with that he's been kind of you know he's been representative efforts so we got to look at this Pats game you've mentioned a guy like Willie Sneed you know as a not like a guy who's a great starter or anything but a guy that could have a, uh, a you know low ceiling but comfortable floor as the kind of chain mover in that offense you know there's Crabtree John Brown is the deep threat a lot of people have loved John Brown although he cooled off didn't get into the end zone last week against Cleveland my question for you is this the stud rookie tight end Hayden Hurst is supposedly entering the fray and will make his debut this week for Baltimore. How, if at all, does that change the uh, slices of the pie in the passing game? Is he going to get opportunity? Because Baltimore does go to the different tight ends. Max Williams has been involved. You know, Andrews has been involved. They go to the tight end. Now that Hurst is there, how does that change the composition of this passing offense? Yeah, even Nick Boyle has been involved. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's... That's kind of strange, but if you watch during the preseason, you know, this is the rookie that they really like in the red zone. So I think, uh, you know, that's where he can make some hay, and that's where you got to keep an eye on him. John Brown, uh, you know, he, he was boomer bust in the past with Arizona, but he's getting better quarterbacking now. But still, he's a little bit unreliable because you can't count yeah. on the touchdowns every week. Otherwise, you don't know what you're going to get. And Crabtree's mediocrity could personified. It's it's pretty much 50 to 60 yards every week. I don't remember. I forgot what the number was like the last time he went over 50, 60 receiving yards. It's been a long time. All right, and then listen, also, you know, the Tennessee Titans, their secondary has improved a little bit, right? You know, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan there. Those are Adoree Jackson there as well. Those are decent cornerbacks there uh, to potentially stifle these uh, Ravens wideouts. Yeah, they've played very good defense. Uh, I think the Titans are a very underrated unit. I think they're a good stream, uh, so you should definitely start them this week. Yeah, as I look in your in-season ranks, Scotty, you actually have the Tennessee Titans as the number four defense. And, you know, for lack of a better term, we're going to say this is like for over the course of the next month. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, they're they're definitely Okay, so if the Tennessee Titans – Go ahead. No, I was just say, so if the Tennessee Titans are out there on your waiver wire for the next few weeks, we think they are strong. You have them as defense number four. Just for context, Scotty, right now in your in-season ranks, you have them over the Los Angeles Rams defense even. Yeah, well, the Rams have been giving up a ton of points. They have injuries in the secondary. Uh, they're not good at linebacker. You know, the Rams are an overrated defense right now. Pretty much if you don't have one of the top four defenses in my in my in-season ranks, you're streaming every week. And I was looking for the Titans, and they're just not available in a lot of leagues. I think people are holding on to them the way they're, they're playing the last few weeks. Yeah, let me ask you something about this streaming defense. I'm in one league, right, where – I'm streaming defenses, okay? You know, I told you about another league. Most leagues, I have the Bears defense, so I'm happy about that. But another, a couple of other leagues, I'm taking the streaming defense approach. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna completely uh, shoot down what I'm about to say, Scott. I think you're gonna completely shoot it down. Um, so I am prepared for that mentally, okay? Um, I am streaming defenses. However, I'm also, you know, like the bottom of my roster is really not anything I care about, you know, I'm top heavy, I'm a good team, I'm in first place, right? So instead of rostering like a wide receiver six, you know what I'm doing, Scott? I'm streaming and I'm carrying two defenses and I'm getting ahead of the game, okay? So like I'm streaming a defense, whoever it is for this week, I think I have the Jets this week. What I'm also doing is right now, I'm looking ahead to week seven matchups and I'm picking up now the defense that I want to stream for week seven, you know, because if I'm streaming, I know there's other managers in this league that are going to be streaming also and I just want to get ahead of the game and get the first bite of the apple. So for example, this week, like today, literally, I picked up this morning i literally in this team picked up the indianapolis colts defense not for this week but because next week week seven they're home for the buffalo bills and i like that one to be my streaming defense i am carrying two defenses that are a revolving door because i'm streaming to the like nth degree is that crazy scott to it's burn not, up two it's not like crazy you're trying to get ahead of the game 
but it's not yeah. something that I do personally because to me, yeah. it's more important to get ahead of the running the, the the curve on running backs. And what I've been doing all season is I have one league where I have Wendell Small, Alfred Blue. Mike Davis, uh, like all on the bench, because what I'm doing is I'm looking at the guys that are injured or in danger of losing Mm -hmm. their job at running back, and I'm picking up them up like a week or two ahead and recommending them in my columns and on the air. You know, I've done it this season. You know, I've I said last week you might want to take a flyer on Wendell Smallwood. You know, I I said last week before last week's game before Bill Marmer Levy got hurt. Pick up Alfred Blue. To me, it's more important to stash those running backs. What you're doing is not a bad thing. But I, you know, I have okay. one league where I'm like, I'm load, I'm stashing like five, six running backs, and my newest guy to do this with is Cabri Bribs of the Washington football team because Adrian Peterson mm. with that shoulder inside injury said it's going to be very, very painful for him for the rest of the season. Samaji Piran has been an inactive. They like Bibbs. I think if you want to stash a running back, if I had to pick between Capri Bibbs and the Colts defense, I'm stashing Capri Bibbs. Yeah, no, I hear you. Just the way my team is composed, you know, like the rest of my roster construction. I personally am making the choice to do that with the defense. I understand it's unconventional on some level, but every team and every league is a little different. Yeah, I hear you. You talk about Cabri Bibbs, you know, and you talk about how you were ahead of the game on Alfred Blue. I got to say it again, Scotty. What about my man? If you're looking ahead, right, and looking to stash running backs, what about my man Deontay Foreman in Houston, too? Yeah, you know, you're right on point about that. Um... Look, if you're looking you know, ahead, right? If you're going to be you're stashing real... for like three yes, weeks yes, from yes. now. Yeah, yeah, like, like you said, yeah. Uh, and if he, they say he's going to come back a little bit early. So that that's a positive sign. Before, I, I was saying, oh, yeah, I don't know where we are in the injury, but we've gotten a lot of good updates. So I think you have to do yeah. that now. So that's why I wouldn't have a defense because I'd want to pick up both four and yeah. bibs. Yeah, I hear you. Like, I like that idea. Running back is such a war of attrition, and there's so many timeshares now anyway. You get the guy who's on the bad side of a timeshare, and then three weeks from now, all of a sudden, they're like the lead main dude, (laughs) you know, only guy left in that backfield. Look at TJ Yeldon as a perfect case study for that. Look at Alfred Morris as a perfect case study for that. These are guys that would have been called kind of stashes, would have been the bad side of a timeshare share but all of a sudden through injury now all of a sudden they're week-to-week starters hey scotty listen you're not gonna have to stash anybody in this game let's talk about sunday night football boy am i excited for this one scotty you know i don't have the yankees to watch anymore so i'm gonna be locked in on this one sunday night football the kansas city chiefs travel to new england to take on the patriots you said you think there'll be maybe two punts in this game i think there may be even less the total in this game is 59 I think it's going to get into the 60s, Scotty. Kansas City, with that offense going against the uh, Patriots defense who have been giving it up, then this Patriots offense going against Kansas City defense. This team, these teams also, I don't want to call it a rivalry per se, Scott, but, you know, the Chiefs over the last couple of years have probably more victories against the Patriots than any other team I can think of, at least. They play the Pats well. They do, but, you know, that, those were different teams a few years ago. So uh, at least okay. on the Chiefs' side, it, it certainly was. And, you know, but they, the Chiefs are a very good team right now. You know, you can make a case they could stand up to the Patriots if they play defense like they did last week. You know, the knock on them going into last week is they score all these points, but they don't play, they don't play any defense. But you've got to pretty much roll out everybody here, you know, even Sammy Watkins. I wouldn't go as far as to say yep. Chris Conley or anybody like that. Or might he might be a daily play. I think Sony Michelle, James White, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, everybody short of Chris Hogan, who might even score finally score okay. a touchdown this week, is a good play. So, but you, you never know. It's you know when you use a daily lineup optimizer on Daily Roto last week, it said play the Chiefs defense. I said really, and then they scored twenty two points, and I cashed out very well. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's why you got to listen to the optimizer, Colin Drew, making it happen, winning that cash left and right. You mentioned Sammy Watkins. Scotty, I'm getting a lot of questions this week about Sammy Watkins. You know, um, 
listen, he had he had six for seventy eight in the last game, but he's been battling this hamstring injury. Um, he was out there last week. Is he should be out there this week? You still you have Sammy Watkins moving forward as your wide receiver twenty nine. So you gotta like the matchup. You gotta ride him out this week, right? So you're going with all these guys: Hunt, Watkins, Hill, uh, Kelsey, obviously Patty Harrison, Mahomes, Harrison Butker. Yeah, I'll take these kickers in this one. Sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll take that as well. By the way, on the kicker note, remember how I was telling you that we're going to target these teams that are bad in the red zone and that I picked up my man Fairburn from the Texas? He is right now the number one kicker. So, you know, we, we, we get, you got to listen to Speeds and Spitting Statistician. Let me ask you about these Patriots actually, side. You mentioned actually, that. Actually, you know, that's a great point. You know, uh, yeah. it depends on what, what site you play on. He's number two on NFL.com. Oh, okay. He's number, he's number five. Well, he's actually number four uh, on ESPN, but this guy is like the number two kicker on NFL.com, and he's only owned on ESPN in 25% of leagues because people don't pay attention, and they just look at the names. And you go all the way down the ladder and, you know, some guys with bigger names are like, you know, Matt Bryant is like way down the list. And, you know, Matt Bryant is 92% owned. People don't pay attention to the kickers on their teams, and when you don't do that, you could cost yourself, you know, somebody like Fairbane, who speeds, is like niftily and very cleverly picked up. If one of his guys doesn't do what they should do, that right. Kamai Fairbane can boost him to a victory. You're cost, you may yep. be costing yourself wins by not paying attention to a kicker. Yeah, in the last three weeks uh, since I've had him, he's gotten 13 points, 14 points, and 12 points in my league settings at least. And in my the league settings that I'm looking at, he is uh, – excuse me, he is the number two kicker behind only Ryan Suckup in Tennessee. But the and indicators that I'm looking suck at up. – You just mentioned Suckup, yeah. right? I was yeah. just going to say about Suckup. He's the number two overall kicker in fantasy football. There you go. And he's less than 28% owned. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. We've talked about this a lot of times, Scotty. We look for these indicators of a team that's bad in the red zone, you know, maybe has a decent overall offense 20-20, yes. but stalls a lot because of maybe their offensive line, their lack of a run game. The Houston Texans definitely fit that category. They can get to the red zone, but then not punch it in. And I just wanted to bring that up when we were talking about, like, you know, everybody wants to get rid of kickers in fantasy football yep. speed. Sorry. But everybody wants to get yeah. rid of kickers in fantasy football, and everybody hates them. But that does not mean you should ignore them in your lineup because if you take that attitude, you miss out on the top players at, at the position. You can't take the attitude just because I hate the position that you should ignore it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, whether you like it or not is not, not is not the issue. You know, you got to play by the rules that are set forth in your league. <laughs> you know, you could then this way if you don't like it, you become a commissioner of another league and you make it a league without kickers. That's all. But you got to play with the rules that are there. Scotty, uh, you know, Sunday night football. We're liking all of them. You talk. You drew the line at Chris Hogan, though. Uh, it sounded like, right? So you, you're starting James White and you're starting Sony Michelle, the stereotype, obviously. You're obviously starting Gronk, right? You're obviously starting Edelman. It sounds like you believe Josh Gordon is a week-to-week kind of start. Isn't he kind of big play dependent, though? Isn't he kind of a boom or bust play? I understand against Kansas City, it's more likely boom. But are you starting Josh Gordon week-to-week? You, 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 think he's, uh, you think he's stable like that? I don't think I, – I, you're right. I don't think he's stable – it's not like he was the prime wide receiver he was when he was in Cleveland. Now he goes to a team that diversifies things more on game plan. The reason why they got Brandon Cooks last year was they wanted to make him – he's the niche deep threat. That's what he is. He was more right. than that in just Cleveland. You know, they would throw to him more yeah. often. They're not going to throw to him as nearly well, as frequently in New England. <laughs> They're not going to throw to him nearly as frequently. He's not going to be targeted as much. So it really depends – on what the matchup is, it's, you know, he's not an every week start. 
Okay, fair enough. I mean, listen, he went from being a target monster and kind of the only option in Cleveland, right, to now, to my, you know, I say it all the time, Scotty, he's now part of a fantasy herd, you know, and that is the difference because of the opportunity that's there in New England. Just to catch it up on your rankings, Scotty, in the in-season ranks and PPR formats, you have Julian Edelman as wide receiver 25. You have Josh Gordon a little bit lower at wide receiver 36, but that's still in a 12-team league is kind of like a wide receiver three or a flex play so you're still you're comfortable flexing him week to week it sounds like right 36 is the last wide receiver three spot right so it's exactly what we were just talking about i like him you know like this week but he can't be an every week starter Right. So if you have a guy that's like 36 right now in your ranks, but this is a week that he happens to have a really good matchup, then this is the week to get him in. Honestly, Scott, right now I'm scrolling in your rankings. I don't see Hogan anywhere. I don't see Hogan anywhere to be found. Is he inside your top 70? Because I really don't see him. He might have. He, he, he missed the top 65 cut. And I list 60 in those ranks okay. on rotoexperts.com right now, you know, which I just published this morning right before. Oh, I see it up to 70 we, we even. on the air. Yeah, it's uh, you know Hogan doesn't make it. Like, you know, the guy has okay. not scored scored more than uh, six fantasy points in a game, six and a half fantasy points in a game, uh, just once this year. Like, opening up against Houston, bad secondary. He only had he only uh, right. had a little over two points against Miami oh, and me, Indianapolis. I know I him all over the place. He he he, he, he hasn't totaled eleven points in those last yeah. two games. He's got Chicago and Buffalo and. In Green Bay and Tennessee after this, so the schedule's so-so. Right now, he's not ownable, and last week on the SPN leagues, he was dropped in 13.2% of leagues. Wow. So listen, the Hogan, the Hogan train, we are officially off it. He is not inside Scott's top 70 right now. And for context, inside his top 70 are guys like Martavis Bryant, guys like Traquan Smith, guys like John Ross, guys like Ted Ginn, guys like David Moore, Rashad Higgins. Okay. These are the guys taking up spots 60 through 70, and there is still no room for Chris Hogan. Scotty, we got one more game to preview here, and what we have bust. completed the marathon. Yeah, definitely a bust so far. Is Larry Fitzgerald in your top 70? Yeah, he is. But he's precipitously okay. falling where he's going to get in that 60 range. Okay, just fair enough. I want because I don't I don't see him just yet either. Um, but these are the kind of my how the mighty have fallen, you know. Last game though I want to talk about here, the San Francisco 49ers and CJ Beathard travel to Lambeau Field on a Monday night football to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who are one of these two two and one teams, Scotty, that need it in the NFC North with the Vikings also two two and one and big favorites for week six, with the Bears looking to get another win, and they're looking up at the Bears in this division. So a big game for the Packers if they want to remain in contention nationally televised at home with the depleted 49ers coming to town remember they lost their quarterback Jimmy G a few weeks ago they lost their starting running back at the beginning of the season in Jarek McKinnon they lost Matt Breida we don't have like full word on Breida but you know it looks like it's a very good chance he might miss out so we're talking about CJ Beathard Al, um, Alfred Morris, you know, and guys like Pierre Garçon and George Kittle trying to go up against a pissed off and angry coming off a loss Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The point spread is nine and a half. Are those too many points for you, Scott, or do you think the Packers cover this one on Monday night? Uh, I'm going to say they don't cover. You know, C.J. Beth is okay. throwing the You think ball they win, lot. though? They win, but not I cover? think they win. But playing catch up, I think uh, I, I think yeah. uh, I think San Francisco is going to cover. The Packers are a great streaming defense. Uh, they're yes. they're owning fifty five point eight percent of leagues right now. That means you got a forty percent chance of going out. Forty almost forty five percent chance of going out and yeah. get them. When they face bad quarterbacks this year or erratic quarterbacks, they've been pretty good. Nine points against Chicago. Twenty one points when they face Buffalo. And last week. You talked about 24 points from the Cardinals' defense against the 49ers. They give up sacks. Yep. Uh, Bob uh, C.J. Beathard turns the ball over a lot, so the Packers are a fine stream this week. Absolutely. I like that as well. You think the Packers maybe win but don't cover because the back door might be open, right, Scotty? Could be something like we see it's like, you know, 27 13 for most of the game, and then they get a late touchdown to make it look closer than it really was, something like that. Yeah, you know, but C.J. Beathard, some teams are built to play catch-up. Like we saw, 
you know, with sure. uh, you know, with with, with 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 Washington, they're not built to play catch up. The 49ers are all about catch up. Yep, absolutely. Let me ask you, though, a lot of questions right now about the Packers wide receiver group, right? You know how it's normally going to be, but Randall Cobb is still banged up. He missed week five with, uh, I believe it's a hamstring, and he's, you know, we don't know just yet about him. Uh, Geronimo Allison is still concussed. He's also dealing with, I believe, a shoulder injury, so we don't know about him. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling popped off. was a great little one-week play. I don't know that I buy into him on the waiver wire because, you know, Cobb and Allison will eventually come back but for this week talk to me about this wide receiver group you know Scotty I mean Aaron Rodgers can make the wide receivers around him better we know about Devontae Adams and I know there's some unclear things around the health of the number two and three wide receivers but are you buying into Valdez Scantling are you buying into an Aquamas St. Brown or whatever that is like you know how do you play these wide receivers Monday night because you have to make your decision with other players earlier on Sunday, right? So if you're holding, say, a Geronimo Allison and you have to make your decision later on in the week or earlier in the week, what do you do? I think you wait till at least the end of today before you start entertaining what you do about it because I think we're going to know a lot more of, uh, today and also tomorrow, but at least today if these guys practice or not. Uh, if Geronimo Allison practices, uh, you know, I'm not looking at any of these secondary receivers. If both him and Cobb don't practice, well, you know, I'm queuing up uh, Marquez Valdez-Gantling. I think uh, St. Brown is too far down in the pecking order for me to want to mess with. Okay, what about this running game, Scotty? Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. It looks like, you know, the fantasy community has wanted Aaron Jones to be a thing for a while. Is he a thing? No, and I'm glad you made that point. Because, you know, last week the fantasy community was all over Aaron Jones because they wanted it to happen. You know, they've been all over Kerryon Johnson because they want it to happen. But these teams are not doing what you want. Just because the fantasy community wants it and they think this guy is the best player in the mix doesn't mean the team is going to do it. The Packers, just like the Lions, and even more than the Lions, are going to keep employing a committee. And it's a pass First team. I said last week that Aaron Jones would, was last week in your words a fugazi, and it turned out that way. Forget about it. Yeah, Just because you want it to happen you. doesn't mean it will happen, Kenny. Absolutely. Let him know. Let him yeah. know, Scott. You're spitting that hot fire. But let me tell you something, Scott. Hey, stay off my man, Carry On Johnson, because the ascension is going to happen eventually. They're going to realize there's, that. There's Listen, nothing when to Detroit suggest Lions that. have won games. But the two wins on their season, Scott, the two times they have won against New England and last week is when they were successfully running the ball. Maybe they realize after their bye that they do need to run the ball a little bit more. Maybe that's what new head coach Matt Patricia wants to do. There's nothing to indicate that it's going to happen. And I'm not saying you mostly. Fantasy players always talk up what they want to happen. And they don't like sometimes sure. on the show when we say things in the other direction. There is absolutely nothing to indicate that the Droid Lions are going to change this anytime soon. Well, we shall see. They do have a bye. They'll self-scout themselves. I do want it to happen. You're absolutely right, Scotty. Yes. I also wanted Sony Michelle to happen. And I willed it into existence. You're right on so that. It is possible. It is possible. Well, those are all the games for week six. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk about Thursday night football and some other stuff. Uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day, guys.